Welcome to Sessions by Monster Chats. Sessions is a new kind of show for us where we ditch the script and instead dig into the real stories behind the people in our professional lives. How do we all come together in this world of entrepreneurship, sales, and unified communications? One session at a time. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Lisa and Iver. Lisa and I are going to be talking about travel, adventure, books, scuba, skiing, and writing. I'm Colin Mitchell, the host of Monster Chats and the founder of Monster Voyage. Lisa Niver is an explorer, writer, educator who has traveled to more than 100 countries. She knows her adventures on KTLA television and on her We Said Go Travel YouTube channel with over 1.2 million views. Niver writes for Miss Magazine um, and many more. Lisa, welcome to Monster Chats. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Colin. Thank you so much for having you having me on your show. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I really enjoyed, I mean, we, we obviously talked for a little bit before uh, we hit record here and uh, it was, it was really just nice. It felt like we were like best friends. <laughs> it was just like uh, really um, nice. So before we jump in, just tell us a little bit about your story. Okay. Well, first of all, again, thank you so much for having me on your show. My story is a big adventure. There's quite a few times when I thought, I'm definitely doing this. This is my life path. And then I kind of felt like a derailed train. I was like, mm. okay, that's not going to work. Now I'm going to do this. So one of the things that I did, which is part of why I've been to so many countries, is I worked for almost seven years on cruise ships. Mm. And I love the traveling. I love the scuba diving. And then September 11th, my mm. company went bankrupt within a week. Wow. And so I managed to stay a little bit longer, but again, it was kind of that derailed train feeling because travel shifted so much. Mm -hmm. And that feeling is kind of similar to the COVID-19 quarantine feeling because like many industries, travel is going to need to evolve. Mm -hmm. So lately I've really been focused on my writing. Like you said, I write for Ms. Magazine. I write for Wharton. I used to write for airline in-flight magazines, but again, that's evolving. And um, so I've been working on a book. I've been writing about books and I'm working very hard still on my videos. Like you said, I'm quite proud. I'm at over 1,200,000 views. That is awesome. Did, uh, did you, is there anything special that you've done to get there or did it just, just kind of organically happen for you? Honestly, YouTube is one view at a time, like a lot of other social yeah. media platforms. I, I went to VidCon, which is the video conference, and I listened to a lot of people talk about how YouTube is a social media, like Facebook or like Twitter or like LinkedIn, and you really have to put the effort in to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I was publishing videos twice a week. Lately, with not going anywhere, I've been traveling, you know, no, no new videos, so once a week, and now I'm sort of like, what am I going to make videos of now? <laughs> Right, right. So, uh, so tell me about back in, in, in when your, your business, you know, when, when, when bankrupt, like what was, uh, you know, what was that like? So I worked in 2001 for Renaissance Cruises okay. and unfortunately there was, um, they were supposed to secure additional funding and the meeting to get the mm -hmm. funding actually was September 11th. 
And as it was explained to me, when they, the meeting for the, with the business bankers happened a week later, they had lost as much money as they needed to borrow initially. And that was just a non-starter, especially at that time. So I left, Renaissance was bankrupt and I went back to work for Princess Cruises again. They were my favorite. I worked for them three or maybe four different times. I would, it was much easier to leave Princess, go to Royal Caribbean and then come back to Princess, you could get a different position and a raise. So my friends that were loyal and never left, never made as much money as I did because it was hard to switch positions in the same company. And I always was kind of a little bit angry. Like They are much more loyal to you. You should give them a raise. I mean, mm. I'm keeping mine, but they should have a raise. And the other funny thing that happened with ships was I used to always write to the office oh my gosh, I'm having such a good time in the Caribbean. Do you think for my next contract, I could go to Australia? And they write back, no, no, we, we don't really have a position for you in Australia. Would you be willing to go to Asia? Okay, mm. thanks. So it was, there was a lot of networking. There was a lot of being nice. Um, but when, the, when, when they went bankrupt, there was also a lot of reimagining. Yeah, yeah. And what's going on in that industry now with everything? Well, I just saw a report from U.S. Travel that they anticipate spending being down at least 45% this year. Yeah, so that's significant. Um, Most of my friends that work in travel PR or for major, you know, like my friend at Princess Cruises who worked in the office 21 years is on furlough. Mm. So it's it's a very, very hard time. you know, hotels are reimagining. They now they don't have room service. They have knock and drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's unlikely there'll be any more breakfast buffet. Yeah. No more wine and cheese with the hotel manager. Mm-hmm. You know, all those places where it's really easy to share germs. Um, I mean, they were always sharing germs, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it is. It's a a very like I said, it reminds me of the feeling in travel after September 11th. And as horrific as that day was, it was a day. Mm-hmm. And we were unsure. It took about two years, I think, for most travel to re- reboot to the levels before September 11th. But this has been very much, as I'm sure you're aware, longer right. than a day. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, months, months. So I don't think anybody knows how long it's going to take to really recover or things to get back to normal as far as traveling. When did you first get your love for traveling so much? Honestly, I think what happened was my dad was studying with, um, he's a dentist and he was studying with someone, the stock market. And mm-hmm. they had this cruise in the Mediterranean where at the time, like if you were learning, it was a huge tax write-off. It was probably more complicated than that, but I was 12. Yeah. That's all I remember. Um, the part I remember is we went on a cruise in the Mediterranean and I walked in, you know, Athens in the Parthenon and the pyramids in Egypt. My dad and I rode a camel and I walked through Kusadasi in Ephesus in Turkey is the oldest library on the planet. And I was like, no way. History's interesting. Yeah. And you're so learning. Was, you're learning. Uh, <laughs> I was 110% hooked. Um, and, it, you know, is, did I work on cruise ships because of that? I think it was more the love boat, but, you know. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, very cool. So, so you you got a passion for traveling just early on, and it just has stuck with you. When did you first start start doing your videos and and posting on YouTube? And talk to me a little bit about that journey. Okay, so everybody has everybody has a story about their first video, right? So the funny part for me is, um, someone I had started writing, and I was teaching. I was teaching full time. I used to trade off between traveling and teaching. And someone had recommended that I learn to use a video. So I had gotten, I don't know if you would remember this camera. It was little. It was a Cisco Flip. It only had one button, one red button. It only turned on and off. It did nothing else. No Zoom, nothing. I got it on eBay for $50 used. Because I was like, I don't really think this is going to work out. But I have $50. So I went on a trip to Taiwan and I filmed a lot. And then I came back and I realized I don't know what to do next. So at the time, <laughs> at the time I was teaching kindergarten through sixth grade science at a Jewish day school. Uh-huh. And I taught two classes of every grade for reasons I could not explain in one fifth grade class towards the end of class. I said, I have all this footage. I took video, but I don't know what to do with it. Mm. That was all I said. At the end of class, the little girl, Hannah, comes up to me and she says, you know what, Miss Sniver, I'm going to stay in at recess. I'm going to teach you iMovie. Mm. So I had like a six-minute lesson and I was like, what is this button? You don't need that, Miss Sniver. Pay attention. So <laughs> she showed me a little bit. She was very good. And that's, that's how I got started. Wow. So your, your student became your teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so then just tell me from 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 learning iMovie then um, from your first video how, how you know and you how frequent were you posting how many videos were you doing what are some of your favorite videos what are some of the biggest challenges <laughs> so in the beginning my theory is when you start something new like a blog or YouTube or anything it doesn't really matter that it's not very good because yeah. no one's watching right. Right? Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. It doesn't look that great. Just keep going. And it might be part of being a teacher, right? Like when the kids walk in, you must have a lesson. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a good lesson and it flops, you must still keep going. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of my video theory. I'd say my early ones, I think are kind of cute because I'm so like, here I am in Taiwan. You take this and this is how you get on the train. It's very, this is what it's like. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of them are way too long and Mm -hmm. there's no real story, but whatever. I still kind of do that. This is what it's like. Like if you come to Bali and you stay in this hotel, it looks like this because you can game a photo, right? You take one photo from a really great angle. That place looks great. You're filming video. This is what it's like. Yeah. It's more than raw, raw, authentic you know, behind the curtains view. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I'd say, um, I'm, I met a guy at one point and he worked for the travel channel and he was the first person to ever say that I was a filmmaker. And I was like, come on. And, And he was one of those guys that's like a guy guy. Like he would not give you a compliment to be nice. He meant it. And so I was like, oh, you watched my movies? I'm pretty embarrassed. And he was helping me. And so he said to me, you know, Lisa, videos really should have music. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a good note. So I, I found some music 
and I would put the music in and then stop it while I was talking and then start it again. Mm. And he said to me, this is not what we do. I was like, it's not. He's like, it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was good feedback, right? So then what was next? So he helped me with that. I started using music and then I was like, oh, that's real good. Yeah. And then once I made friends, a lot of times when we would go on press trips, there'd be a whole bunch of people. So I made very close friends with this nice Canada, uh, nice couple from Canada. Their site is One Modern Couple. So we, had, we traveled together a few times. So one time McCray says to me, Lisa, we need to have a talk. And I had no idea. Was I like, was I being embarrassing? Was there a problem? And he sits uh-huh. me down and says, we need to talk about your videos. Oh. Sounds okay. serious. So serious. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, what, what do we need to talk about? He says, Lisa, just because the program has 28 different transitions doesn't mean every time there's a transition, you should use a different one. Mm. I was like, but they're all there, like the ice cream store. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm using every flavor. And he goes, it is so jarring and awful. <laughs> He's like, use one transition, except if there's a reason, then use something else. Mm. And so I started doing that. And, you know, several months later, I rewatched one of the videos he, he was talking about. I was like, I called him up. I'm like, please let me know any other comments because those were so awful. But that's what I found in the travel community. People have been really generous to be like, Hey, you know what? That sucks. Let me help you. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, like it's the same, like pure feedback from your peers is the best type of feedback, right? And when it's coming from a genuine place of just really wanting to help you, not trying to make you feel bad, but just wanting you to be better at whatever it is you're doing or what you could maybe be doing better. So I love feedback um, because it's opportunity to grow, to change, to do better. I really, really appreciate it. And like you said, both of those men I really respected and I I did really appreciate it. it. It's interesting at different times how some people don't deliver it very well. Mm. Once I was on a trip in Ireland and I did an intro to a video and this guy walked up to me and he goes, that was really good, but you need to do it again. I was like, uh, okay, why? And he said, cause you pronounced the guy's name wrong. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that is an excellent assist. I will take that. <laughs> yeah. 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 The delivery of the feedback can be, uh, can be, be make or break. I can work on that sometimes, you know, uh, maybe lead with a compliment, then give the feedback, right? I, um, I find that also. But, you know, it's, it's, it's been a great journey. And because of the videos that helped me get on television here in Los Angeles on KTLA, I've been able to yeah. share segments, which has been so much fun. Yeah, tell us about that journey. Yeah, it's really, I've been able to work with an amazing producer, and I've gotten to do segments for the Oscars, Critics' Choice, and I did segments about, um, I got to film in Arizona, and as you might know, Arizona in the summer is hot. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so they, they started this campaign called itsthathot.com, that's their website, yeah. and they have a lot of deals on the hotels because not too full. And so that was really fun. I filmed with someone I had known for several years and we had a great time being out and about in Arizona 
and then I got to be on camera and that was really fun. So it's been a great journey of, you know, I know one of your things is always be helping and it's mm -hmm. been a great journey about, you know, bringing people together. Like, Oh, I met you and we did this. Like, can I come back and do this? You yeah. know, how do you build on that and getting to work with people you like, like Caroline and McRae, I would travel anywhere with them. Like, and I know if I'm messing about, they would be like, let's get this together. So that's nice to have that. And I, I really love my producer. She's been so supportive. That's awesome. I mean, that must be, do you ever sit back and just feel like it's a little mind blowing that just creating your videos with your little, um, uh, what was Cisco? the, your little, Cisco Cisco, flip. <laughs> your little Cisco flip would lead to, you know, lead to that. Well, even more so is I've been nominated at the LA Press Club. At, they have two different award series. We have the Southern California Journalism Awards and the National Arts and Entertainment Awards. And at both, some of my videos or my segments have been nominated. And I did win last, last year for one of them, wow. which was completely mind-blowing. Because I was oh, like, you know what? Yeah. I was like, wait, you think I'm good now? What if you put me on more often? I think I would be even better. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I think that it's it's such a great story because it just started with you know making those videos and then getting good feedback and improving and adding some music and then adding <laughs> music the right way and then boom, being on TV and then winning an award. It's incredible. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank we're gonna, you. We're going to take a quick commercial just to tell you a little bit about what we do here at Monster Voip. At Monster Voip, we started because, frankly, we were sick and tired of getting gouged on our business phone bill and getting dropped calls. Today, we serve a little over 6,000 customers, and we're passionate about saving businesses money and giving them the features that they need in their modern tech stack. If you would like to learn more, text INFO to 424-378-6966 to learn more. Lisa, it's been incredible talking to you so far and just learning about your journey. Tell us a little bit about like the travel community. I think you mentioned it like, you know, you've just met some amazing people through traveling and, and you know, what those bonds and relationships are like. I think one of the things I've noticed, like I've um, done a couple of projects with Sandals and Beaches Resorts. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Sandals in Jamaica and I made some videos those did really well. And then I got invited to speak at a conference in New Jersey with the Beaches team. Mm -hmm. And so we spoke at the National Women's, National, National, I can't think of the title, National Women's Leadership Summit. And then I got to go out to beaches and one of my beaches videos now has like 15,000 views. So they were so excited. So then they invited me to another thing at beaches with Patty. And this is a funny story. So we were scuba diving. We're at mm -hmm. 70 feet underwater. And the, the dive instructor kind of motions to me. And we're dancing underwater on scuba. There was a camera person filming for scuba, scuba Nation television who caught the whole thing. Mm -hmm. we, we weren't filming. We were just dancing. But he gave me the footage. And now Beaches Resorts might use our dance for Patty International Day of the Woman Diver. Wow. Just because, wow. you know, you're just like gathering up all the little pieces. So, and honestly, just because I have to say, I might've asked a lot of times for that video footage. Persistence makes a difference. Mm. And then I wrote to everybody, is it okay if I use this footage? Here's the draft of the footage. It's going to be on my site. Do you want it on your site? Like really gathering the community and saying like, 
And then when I put it up across all social media, excuse me, I sent all the links. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, that's so helpful. Because I'm always amazed when people do stuff and then they don't share the link. Mm. Yeah. And they're like, well, how do we find it? And, mm-hmm. and the other thing is, you know this, I'm sure, you could put the same thing up on every platform because people don't see it. Oh, yeah. And you can even repurpose it and use it later because different people will see it. <laughs> yeah. So, but, there's, but you have to keep telling people like, hey, remember when we did this? Here's this. Oh, yeah. Thanks again. You know, like, oh, yeah. remember when we went here? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And the, so I think I'm starting to get to the place just before COVID. I was getting to the place where people were like, you know, so-and-so told me that you do this on TV. Can we do this with you? And I was like, yes, it's working. And then like everything is shut down. I'm like, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they say you got to tell people things at least three times before they get it. So persistence definitely helps. Um, what's been your biggest challenge on this journey? Oh, that's such a good question. I think what's been my biggest challenge well, I, I think the truth is no matter what the challenge is, I am like the little engine that could. I'm extraordinarily tenacious. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I think I can figure this out. I want to figure this out. And I never give up. And so mm-hmm. I think that's been the biggest secret weapon mm-hmm. is um, always be kind and nice. And, you know, persistent can feel obnoxious. So you have to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and, and being ready to shift. Like, I always say that you need in travel to use the F word. Mm-hmm. That'd be flexible. Mm-hmm. Because the plane could be late. The ship could not come in. You thought you pressed record, but you never did. Mm. So there's a lot of variables. I and mean, the same with teaching. That's all, you're always on, and you just always have to be ready to pivot and shift. You're like, I can do it. I can mm-hmm. figure it out. So... Mm. Has there ever been a moment where you wanted to give up? Oh my God, yes. I've been working on a book and I call my friend. I've known her since we were in seventh grade. She's a therapist. And I'm like, I'm quitting this project. And she's like, uh-huh. There was where it got really hard and really personal. I probably called her 25 times that I was quitting. And now that it's I'm in a better part, I said to her, can you believe how many times I quit? She goes, I never listened to you when you called and said you were quitting. I knew that would never happen. It's like, you weren't <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> she just had you on speaker doing something else. <laughs> she totally, it was like but, a Muppet head. Yeah, but it's a good friend to have. You probably saved yourself a couple thousand dollars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you have to be that much to the edge of it's so hard. And I just don't know if this is the right project. And, you know, it's a lot of times I've thought about quitting, you know, and I was teaching and I started the website and I was writing once a week. People said mm-hmm. to me, Oh my God, if you build a website and you write once a week, you'll never get anywhere. My only sadness, I would deep regret. I didn't make a list of those people mm. because I really wanted to send them my award from the journalism society about being on television. I was like, remember when you said I was all by myself, I was never getting you could, you could You could create a special video for them. Well, but I mean, in a way, for me, I took it as inspiration. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think that when people don't believe in you, it's like gives you that much more motivation to prove them wrong, which which is is a great way to, you know, transfer that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So Lisa, what what are what's what's in store for you? What's next? What do you have on the agenda? What are your plans? 
Well, right now I'm working with a developmental editor on my book. I'm writing about this project where I did 50 crazy challenges before I turned 50. And some of them were very challenging for me personally. I had an undiagnosed eye condition growing up. Mm. So I couldn't catch a ball. I really couldn't figure out how to parallel park. All these things that happened to me in life. When I finally got diagnosed, the eye doctor, I was like, I'm not good at this. And he goes, why would you be? You can't mm. see like other people. And I was like, oh. So I'm working on that book. And I started a new series on my website called Tell Me More About. Mm. And I've been, ta- I've been sharing past trips. And my newest thing is next week, I'm starting two classes at UCLA. Very nice. Awesome. Awesome. Before I let you go... Um, tell people where they can find you, your videos, or anything else you want to let them know. Okay, well, again, thank you so much for having me on the show. And if you're looking for me, you can find me at We Said Go Travel. So We Said Go Travel is a website, it's my YouTube channel, and it's social media, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, We Said Go Travel, and I hope someday we all do get to go travel again. Absolutely. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, and we're listening for your feedback. The show is all about you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sessions by Monster Chats, presented to you by Monster VoIP. Monster VoIP started, frankly, because we were sick and tired of getting gouged on our business phone bill and getting dropped calls all of the time. Today, Monster VoIP serves over 6,000 customers and is passionate about saving businesses money and giving them the features that they need in a modern tech stack for today's companies. Text TRIAL to 424-378-6966 to get your free trial of Monster Boy.